Hey everyone, and welcome to the Water Trio Astrology Podcast. We are back with some astrology insights for the week starting November 11th, which is full moon in Taurus week. So we're going to share some insights about that. It's not the only thing that's happening this week. There are a couple of other important aspects kicking off this week as well. But before we dive into that, how are you gals doing? Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> We were just being so polite, waiting for each other. I know. (laughs) We were just having such a salty conversation off air before we started recording, and we were like, oh, Mercury retrograde in Scorpio, remembering like salty conversations from the past. Uh, And so. (laughs) Now we're all quiet and demure and pretending to be professional. (laughs) I'm not pretending (laughs) to be anything. Oh, keeping it real. <laughs> oh my god, love it. Alrighty, let's so do So how the was your holiday, Cal? <laughs> oh yeah, because Leash Leash, you and I both just had a week off. You went away with the fam yep. and Peter and I went away. We did a trip um primarily to Florence. We did a big road trip into Italy, um, or from Belgium down through Europe into Italy. So that was really beautiful. The drive itself was was gorgeous and I don't know if people have been to Italy or not, but Italy is one of my favorite all-time countries ever. I hadn't been to Florence before, so seeing a lot of the history and the art. I did have a story, a very quick story to share with our listeners because I I discovered one of the biggest examples of winging it I have ever heard when we were in Florence. I don't know if I put this on the WhatsApp chat or not. Did I tell you guys this already? I don't know because... It's hard to keep up with our WhatsApp chat. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) basically there's a gorgeous cathedral in Florence that is the most stunning church I have ever seen. And if you Google Florence Duomo, you'll get some um, idea of the facade and the ornate nature of the church. So when you learn about how the church is built, what they tell you is that they had no, and one of the things that the church, the Florence Cathedral is very famous for is this huge dome, um, which is very high and very large, and it would sit over the altar basically in the church. Uh, and so when the church was built, the technology to create a dome like that didn't exist. Nobody knew. Once they had the floor plans, they're like, how are we actually going to build this dome over the top? Because we just it's not possible based on what we currently know. And the Italians in their kind of infinite wisdom were like, we'll worry about that later. Let's just get this huge cathedral built. So they build the, you know, the huge floor plan, all the walls with all the windows and the ornate, everything that's going in. And for a number of years, mass was practiced in this church without a roof over the altar because they still hadn't figured out how to build the dome. So in the end, they ran a competition and obviously they had to come up with some innovative building practices to get this thing done. Of course, they did get it done, but it was many, many years after everything else was finished. And it was just really, it really struck me that like they, they didn't know how everything would turn out in the end, but they got started and went along with the part that they could control at the time anyway. And I was like, that feels like a big life lesson in general. You know, we talk about how we've just been winging it on our podcast we didn't know how it was going to go. I know we've bought, we've all done this in life and in business. You don't know how it's going to turn out, but you know what the next couple of steps are and you just get in and do it. So that was really inspiring to me, actually. 
Yeah. That's really cool, Kel, because it, it kind of really wraps up 2019, you know, because there's the optimism, yes. visionary, inspiry stuff that we've really had from Jupiter and Neptune. And then, but, you know, it's like, okay, well, we've let's, how do we put the structure in place to actually support what the dream will be, yeah. whatever the manifestation and reality that might make. So, mm. which is all the Capricorn stuff of just making sure you've got a really good solid foundation that can support it all and, and, and going ahead with it, you know, physically manifesting it. So, yeah, Well, and nice. the idea too that you, we might have to create something new, you know, if, mm. yes, you know, like I would normally have done it like this or this is how other people have done it and I might use that as a starting template but then... I might have to put my own energy into it and make it a bit new or fresh or different by the time we get to that end point, if you like. Yeah, leaving space for the unknown. Yeah. So how was your trip, Leish? My trip was awesome. I think in a similar way, it was just, you know, pretty much switched off from social media and we were just camping and by the beach. So I broke out my rusty surfing skills and <laughs> um, definitely am sore in some places I forgot get sore. And, yes. um, <laughs> but yeah, it was lovely. And it, it's same thing. It was like just switching off and being away from everything just allowed a lot of space, a lot of space to think, a lot of space to refresh, a lot of space uh. to just bring in new ideas. And so now it's like coming back and going, okay, it's doing, doing the, um, putting those ideas in place, putting the plans in steps. So yeah, um, it's really great. We've realized that, you know, that was the first holiday we've taken in a long time and we realized we need to do it more regularly. So we're going back in February again, which we're really looking forward to for the, for the turtle hatching season. So yeah. Oh my God. I mean, that's the thing that always strikes me too, is when you do take a break, then it's like, why are we not doing this more often? Like Mm -hmm. nobody ever comes back from a holiday and says, we should take less holidays. (laughs) I mean, sometimes our credit card can be a little bit like, maybe we shouldn't spend as much, but nobody regrets taking that time away, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good, it, like we deliberately went with a strict budget this time so that we wouldn't go over it because last time we did blow out and that was right. why it's taken us so long. So now that we know we can do it and within a budget, so it's good. It's, I think, you know, and, and just spending time with the kids, it just mm. re- reminded me how important family time is. And yeah, so it was really beautiful. And um, yeah, thanks for holding fort while we were away, Cass. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of holding the water trio for for us all, doing the uh, different posts on social and fielding questions and things like that. So I was kind of having my own version of time off as well. I'm recovering from a bout of mum flu, so I haven't seen a barbell in over a week now, which is sort mm. of like, so, you know, being totally, uh, you know, off the uh, regular routine in a totally different way. So yeah, it's just been a week of sickness for me. So not quite as exotic as Florence Cathedrals or beautiful as beachside camping, but laptops in bed with a little kitty cat next to me has been quite nice. Yeah. 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 And hey, talking about holding the fort and all that kind of stuff, we've just got five tickets left for our retreat in January in Brisbane. So yeah, well, thanks to everyone who booked in. We've had such an amazing response. So, yeah, if you want to grab a ticket and be with us, um, I'd say now do it as soon time. as you can. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I have five feel, spaces. I mean, this has been amazing, the response, and we're going to have such a wonderful group. Yeah, when I think Leisha's managing the uh, data on the ticket sales and when she was like, this is how many <laughs> tickets we've already sold, we were like, what? Oh, my God, this is going to sell out, which is so exciting. So, yeah. Very exciting. Looking forward to that. Yes. Yeah. So, really two months. the link. I know. Two months. Literally. Literally. Oh my gosh, it is. In two days. Yeah, yeah well, by the time this episode yeah. goes January to air, 9th. it will be. Yeah. yeah. Mm, wow. Yeah. Oh my Lord. Cool. No. Okay. All right. So, shall we get on I think with this you're week? Up, Kel. Oh, oh my yeah. God. <clears throat> right. So, I'll be front ended on like talking a lot at the start, and you girls will be bringing us <laughs> home at the end of the episode. Uh, I w- yeah, I wanted to mention the sun conjunct Mercury aspect, which is happening Monday in Canada and the States, and it's Tuesday morning, I think, in Australia. So this is the middle point of Mercury retrograde because Mercury is moving backwards and has come to meet up with the sun. And so that put Merc- puts Mercury in a technical condition known as Kazemi, which is an elevated or improvement. It's said to be quite a good thing for a planet it's in the heart of the sun. So Mercury is kind of getting some new insight or new import or even new wisdom. I don't know that you have to be shouting that wisdom from the rooftops yet, but I think you'll be, it's like the dawning of a new idea or a slow clarifying internal realization around what's next. Or I think because it's in Scorpio, it's more like this is what's really going on. So Mm. I think insights about stuff that's been hidden or if you've been dealing with some stress or worry in the last couple of weeks, it's not that the problem goes away, but now you understand the context or the backstory of it a lot better. Uh, so that's happening Monday or Tuesday, depending on where you are, Monday in the States in Canada. It'll be at about 18 degrees Scorpio. And yeah, I just, the other thing for people to know is because it's the middle point of the Mercury retrograde, it's almost like we've now been into the worst of the confusion or the miscommunication or the crossed wires. And it's not that everything, again, is magically fixed, but you start to see what the solution's going to be or you start to understand that in three days' time or five days' time, this part is going to be resolved and then the other part is going to be easier to figure out. So there is sort of a qualitatively sh- sort of a qualitative shift here around Mercury retrograde changing its tone after it makes this link to the sun. Do you yeah, guys have any like- thoughts on this one? Do you- yeah. I have to agree, Kel, because I think, you know, this is all year we've had these Mercury retrogrades in watery signs and it it is such an internal energy, but it's like with this Kazemi point, the heat of the sun burns away the water and dries things out. And it's like in that point comes that clarity you were talking about. So anything we've been revisiting or rethinking, I mean, there's been so many different stories about this Mercury retrograde I'm hearing. And I mean, for us, quite literally, we left on our trip on Mercury Station and so many things, including having to backtrack track 50 kilometers because we realized we're going to run out of petrol. So we had to go back to the previous town, fill up with petrol and then keep going. That is like a literal Mercury retrograde. We were going forward and then we had to go backwards so that we could continue Mm -hmm. going forward. That's fantastic. Not for you guys having to backtrack 50 kilometers, but it's a great story. (laughs) 
Oh, no, it gets better. We got to the campsite, realised we really liked it, but it wasn't family friendly. So three days later, we packed up and then drove back down the coast, not the full way, to go to a campsite that we knew that we liked. So we were like returning to somewhere that we really loved. It was such a Mercury retrograde trip. And look, we knew, like, well, I knew and I was able to say, you know what, we're just going to roll with it. And it was great and it all worked out perfectly. But I guess for this, it's knowing that there's a lot within it about flexibility, about listening to your intuition. We should have gone to that original campsite. That was what our intuition said, but we choose to follow other people. So it was like, yep, listening to our intuition as well. So I feel like this potentially is a day where if you have been trying to listen to your intuition, if you have been doing the internal digging, trying to understand what's going in, the messages may come up loud and clear, bright and and in the sky like the sun. So yeah, I 100% agree with you, Kel. What about you, Cass? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a fan of um, the inferior conjunction um, with Mercury in particular, because when you think about it, it is closer to us on earth mercury right now and kind of inside earth and the sun so there is that uh sense of something really being brought brought into the light even or brought close to our attention even if it's only for a very small window of time and then of course mercury starts to elongate away from the sun and generate speed and so it does kind of remind me a little bit of the phrase you're hitting rock bottom and the only mm-hmm. way is up kind of thing. And so yeah. whatever the Mercury retrograde story has been for you, um, you know, it can be that sticking point or that stuck point where, okay, if this is as bad as it gets or good as it gets, depending on your perspective, um, then you can only go up from there. So I know personally for myself, I mean, my website has, I've had just so many changes and things go on with my, you know, website that's meant to be in development for ages, but finally we're starting to get to um, a point where it can be really released soon. So, um, you know, I've had two server changes in the last month, for example. So it's just been all these kind of itchy, scratchy things before, you know, we really start to, you know, get that speed and that separation and that visibility to Mercury again. So um, I really do enjoy the inferior conjunction for that reason, because it is about, um, you know, that that it, it is the low point and perhaps that foundation or that solid point where you can then bounce back from or spring back from and things can start to generate or get back on track if they've been a little bit skewed um, over the, the rest or the earlier part of the retrograde phase. Yeah. What about you, a- Kel? Have you had any of those Mercury, like, because you had your Mercury retrograde uh, trip leash. I've had my website dramas and just been super busy in the background with everything and sick as well. So what about you, Kel? Yeah, I realized I haven't shared this story with our Water Trio listeners. So one of the ways that I always encourage students and clients to look at Mercury retrograde is to see which house in your chart Mercury is retrograde in. And that will often kick up topics that you're dealing with. Like Cass, I think it's sixth house for you and you've got all this stuff. Like literally your website is your workplace for someone who works online. Mm. And there's like, it's like there's construction or building work that's just going around in circles a bit. So it's ninth house for me, which is to do with kind of international global stuff. So early in this Mercury retrograde, I got an email from 
Canadian immigration because I'm applying for my permanent, my not my permanent residency, my citizenship, my Canadian citizenship. And I put that application in back in like December, January, you know, months ago. Anyway, I got an email saying, you know, you're at the next stage of the process. You now need to come in for the um, test. And the test was basically like show up in Ottawa in Canada two weeks from now um, to take your test. And I was like, well, that's impossible. So I replied back, you know, because there's a, if you can't make the test, let us know, tell us why, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, so I can't come because my husband's been posted overseas. You know, we're not in Canada right now. And there was a lot of emails back and forward. Can you prove to us why your husband's out of the country, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, okay, come in January. And then they're like, if you're going to be back in Canada at some point, let us know and we'll try and schedule your test for you then. So I hadn't planned, we have no plans to be back in Canada anytime soon, but I was like, I do have to be in New York in January. So maybe I can go to Canada for a few days before then. So that's been what's been going on for me is just trying to organize when to take Literally, it's a mercury thing. It's a test so that then I can do a speaking thing, which is take the oath of citizenship in a foreign country to do with all the paperwork. And uh, I've been waiting. Obviously, you wait. You're just waiting all the time for this. But I thought it was really interesting that it all comes up with Mm. mercury retrograde. And then there's the complication of because I was like, well, I'm out of the country. Can't I just go to the embassy here? You know, there's an embassy in Belgium. There's a big one in Paris that's close to us. And they're like, no, you have to come back to Canada to do this thing. You cannot do it outside the country. Mm. So I was like, oh, these are complications that I hadn't expected. There's going to have to be, you know, an extra set of flights. But uh, that's how it's showing up for me. Yeah, it's um, really interesting when you personalise the retrogrades, just how literal they can show up for people. Yeah. Yeah. So it was only um, recently I was thinking to myself, wow, we got through the winter season here without getting sick in this oh. house because, like, um, you know, I have a five-year-old who's been in daycare for a long time and so, you know, they kids bring home all the bugs and, of course, they generously share them with their parents. And so um, I was only just thinking, wow, like this is maybe we've like uh, surmounted this massive kind of sickness. Stage. That we, yeah, yeah, this uh, bug stage. And then, of course, um, the night before Halloween, um, I, I saw she was the night of Halloween, I, which was when Mercury stationed and, uh, yes. went to bed that night and I swallowed. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I'm sick. So literally you're two in my sixth house. Right. So, um, yeah, great fun. Yeah, well, I, ha- I had <laughs> yeah. a client with it happening in her fourth house and her house flooded and she oh. had to tear up all her floors and oh. re-put them down. Well, she'll have to re-put them down again. So that's quite wow. literal Mercury mm. retrograde in fourth house as well. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. But I think personalising yeah. it is really important and yeah. – I mean, this is maybe a little segue too into the big news, uh, the big astro news of this week, which is the full moon in Taurus, because the, the the moon will be full opposing the sun and Mercury being conjunct. Mm. And I can't remember which one of you gals is going to talk about full moon in Taurus. Is that you? I think we all are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I will, okay. I'll, st- I'll kick us okay, off. Okay, Kate um, over yeah. to you. <laughs> nice segue, Kel. Um, <laughs> so, like... 
beautiful uh, is all I want to say about it really. About I mean, the full moon in Taurus. Yeah, yeah. Well, after that really crunchy new moon in Scorpio, it's kind of nice to be in the other side of this month. Yes. To have that calmer, quieter, more peaceful moon in Taurus. And, you know, the moon in Taurus is exalted and it's one of those places where it's just about really grounding back and coming back to ourselves and being in the present moment and being in day-to-day life. And, you know, it's this is the kind of the full moon where you get out and you watch it out in nature. For those of us here in Australia, we're lucky. It will be happening at um, 11.30 approximately. What time is it exactly? 11.34 p.m. So it's going to be just a lovely kind of connecting into ourselves, getting away from the headiness and a bit of the mental anxiety that may have been going on with the Mercury retrograde. It's just a sense of that antidote to the whole of Scorpio season, which is, you know, how can I come back to myself, my physical body, my five senses, you know, if you're overthinking things or overanalyzing things, which, you know, Scorpio never does. um, (laughs) (laughs) It's... um, it's it's a great antidote to it. Like I always find if I'm if I'm too much in my thoughts, too much in my head, then going out for a big long walk or sitting down in the garden and just watching the bird life, it's like, ah, oh, this is reality. This is what it needs. This is what it means. Just connecting back into myself and in the present moment in my physical body. So I'd really feel like I mean it, it is interesting because it does connect into the Mercury retrograde and it also connects into Pluto in Capricorn a bit. It, it is going to sit between those sextile degrees to Pluto and Saturn. So I feel like some of that story may come up and be triggered, but it's almost a sense of let's get real, let's get grounded, let's get into ourselves and just not worry too much about the future or about the past. We're here in the now and, and let's be with that. So yeah, that's my take on the full moon in Taurus. What about you gals? Cass? Yeah, um, I think this um, full moon in Taurus is definitely going to be, as you said, Lishi, the antidote to the Mercury retrograde thing. So whatever that thing is for you. Um, you know, what I also like about it, it you know, we had the new moon in Scorpio was conjoined Uranus. So it did have a real volatizing or a disruptive factor. And now we've got this full moon in Taurus to look forward to. Um, And there's no real aspects to it that are quite as potent as what the the new moon was. So, Mm. um, So I think in some respects this full moon has the ability just to be a full moon and to actually take that time out to do the Taurus things, to have that rest, to have that nurturing stuff to have the the meal you've been craving or that rest that you need yeah there is a little bit of the Saturn you know implications um you know Venus is co-present with with Jupiter and Sag so she's kind of living larger than life but you know that makes no aspect so I mean I think this is a really um maybe a nice time to check out, relax. Um, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, prior in our pre-chat that we were all kind of, you know, simultaneously craving just a bit of TV time, just to sit on our couch, have our tea or have our wine 
catch up on Outlander, but you know, or Crown, which is a very Taurus. I feel like Outlander is such a Taurus show. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, totally. Especially at the moment, they're in the mountains building log cabins, and oh, yes, because they're in America. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's so Taurus. Character is actually a Taurus. Um, both, but I think he's a Taurus in real life. Yeah, the actor is. Yeah, the actor is, and Jamie, the character in the book, the way his birthday is written is a Taurus as well. And oh, wow. Like, okay. like he, yeah, because I think Claire's a Libra and Jamie's a Taurus. Correct, yeah. Um, so, um, not sorry fan if you're not at Sorry if you're of not into book. Outlander. Of the book. The book. Sure, the book. Well, it I started was, with the book. I did start It's with not the just book. about Amy's, Jamie's abs. It's not <laughs> just about like Sam Hewen. Um, okay, sorry. He has Kat. red hair and gingers can't. Do gingers, gingers. It's, it's, it's a rule. <laughs> it's just a rule that we have. It's an unspoken law when you're born ginger. And we all agree with that. It's it's a thing. So anyway, so, you know, Outlander is, is started up again, full moon in Taurus. And so I know myself, I've just been really craving just for that time out, that time to mm. rest, just the time to be, um, you know, have some wine, have some goodies, have some connection, you know, um, to friends to rest to nurturing to whatever really kind of refills nurtures or um nourishes you and so whatever that is for you is a time to connect to that and I think that also is a very nice restful indulgent full moon to kind of get us on the slippery slope to the silly season you know what I mean so it's kind of like let's just chill out let's just rest before we're saying yes to all the invitations and and what have you that comes up. Yeah, that's such a good point, Cass. Um, And I think what you're both saying, like it's really reminding me, yeah, the gift of Taurus is being in the present moment of being calm and still, maybe being in nature or maybe doing some cooking like from scratch or with food. You always think food Mm. and plants are the two things that I always get with Taurus. Mm. Um, You know, it's so solid, but it's, it's the body. It's like go and have a massage or have a bath or do some stretching and just, just slow down and catch your breath. And Cass, it's such a beautiful point that you make around how take the break now, because after this, we head into the madness of Sag season, which is also known as the silly season with the, you know, for our listeners in the US and the US particularly, you know, it starts with Thanksgiving and it runs all the way to Christmas. And that's basically the month of Sagittarius. And in Australia, you know, it's all of the end of school year stuff and Christmas is the bigger holiday in Australia. So it's just all the busyness. Uh, So yeah, I I don't know about you two, but I really look forward to the full moon in Taurus every year. It's one of my favourite. I'm totally biased about it. Um, and it is, it's so different from all the, like, least you said the crunchy new moon in Scorpio. I'm like, it was crunchy, but this is smooth. <laughs> this is going to be yeah. more smooth. How do you, How like, you your like your moon? Exactly. <laughs> 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 crunchy or smooth. Um, but there is, um, a little something else, Cass, that you're going to share with our listeners this oh, week. That's also happening on that's Tuesday, right. Wednesday. Thank you for reminding me. Um, which segues yeah. into the Sagittarius so beautifully yeah <laughs> yeah so it's the mars sextiling jupiter so it actually kind of makes me think of what you were talking about at the beginning kel with the whole wing in it with a cathedral roof and so 
the whole idea around Sagittarius or Jupiter and Sagittarius rather this year has been a little bit about winging it, going forward with what you don't know, going forward despite any Capricorn type of fears or worries or concerns or what have you. Now we're really starting to run out of, you know, Jupe's juice kind of thing, yes. you know, we're really starting to, uh, I know myself, it's my time lord this year and I'm like, oh no, what's going to happen once it changes momentum, right? And so I guess this is that quintessential feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, that is the definition of courage. Mm. You know, Mars is coming along and go, don't worry about what seems impossible or improbable. If you've got a dream in your heart or a hope or a desire or a crazy idea like putting a dome on a church and you don't yes. even know how to build a dome yet, doesn't matter. Just go for it, wing it. Um, and, you know, this is really like the last uh, connection that anything's going to have to Jupiter. I mean, we've got the Venus um, on, you know, a couple of weeks' time, the new moon in Sag. Um, so, you know, we're starting to really run out. So this yeah. is sort of like down to go three for it. more. Like this is I the know. Third We're counting. It's, we're counting down. It's, it's, <laughs> it's really the go hard or go home, especially with Mars at the helm here. Um, so yeah, that's my tip for it. Don't worry about like how much it costs. Don't worry about who's going to tell you no. Don't worry about if it may not happen. Um, I, and I kind of thrive on that because I hate being told no. <laughs> that's just one of my, my pet hates in life. And, you know, I often think about those things like what could you achieve if you didn't have those fears or those limitations or all those things, whatever they, they are parents, religious things, bills to pay, responsibilities. Like if there's something that you're just really wanting to go for it, go for it. It's a bit of a Nike thing, I think, this uh, Mars. Oh, uh, it's totally yeah, like a just do yeah, it, isn't it? just do it, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, and I think the chance you take now potentially will pay off slower. You'll get the beautiful long burn when Jupiter moves into Capricorn. So this is like quintessential of the ship coming in but you got to jump on that boat yeah yeah don't think I'm... it's not quite right or wait for a better opportunity it's like take yeah. the opportunity that's there now it's a bit Richard Branson you know screw it let's do it yeah like that was <laughs> one you know <laughs> that well, was maybe his... he's maybe not talking about like getting in bed with people necessarily <laughs> but that could be your that could be your mojo I'm not no you know ain't nothing wrong with that but um, it is the a salty tour- end of the conversation. <laughs> I love it. It is, it is a Taurus, Taurus full moon with someone's Venus. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll have but to yeah, report like, back, Cass. <laughs> if I should be so lucky. But no, seriously, like if there is that screw it, let's do it. Like take a chance, take a risk, go for it. It will pay off when Jupiter moves into Capricorn. It's such a good point. And as you're talking, Cass, it's also reminding me that the last couple of weeks have been a little bit heavy and bumpy for Mars because he's been squaring mm. Saturn and then squaring Pluto. So really the last three weeks, Mars has just mm. been grind. He's been under pressure. He's been just being ground down by aspects. And, and I think all of us have perhaps had, you know, one or two things in our life that have just been really stressful or more pressured and problematic than normal and now mars gets to hang out with jupiter and jupiter's the guy as you're saying that says go for it do it you know now you're getting encouragement and support you've gone through the tough restructuring or the honest realizations and now you can launch forward mm. from there 
Yeah, Jupiter's your biggest fan, so you really want to connect into that. That's fantastic. Anything from you on that one, Leash? I just, I love the confidence of this. I just feel like there's the the impulsive confidence as well. It's like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, yes. I'm good enough. Yeah, I deserve this. And um, look at me, I'm shouting like Jupiter. I love it. <laughs> but um, it's almost like, you know, that analogy in the race where I used to do the city to surf in Sydney, which is this 15 kilometre run. Straight and up hills, basically straight yeah. up hills. Let's just not, it's not just a 15 kilometre run. It's like 15 kilometres up heartbreak hill. Yes. And so it was like the Mars square Saturn was heartbreak hill. And then the Mars square Pluto was this series of hills in the back of Bondi. And there's just this last kilometer stretch where you're running and you suddenly see the finish line and it's downhill. And you're like, and there's people at that point passing you Gatorade, passing you water, giving you pats on the back going, you're almost there, you can do it. And that's what this feels like. It's like you just, you can see the finish line, you know you can do it and, and the confidence that builds up and it's like you can and suddenly a fresh burst of energy comes in, you get wings on your feet, you're like, right, I'm going for it, I'm going for it like now. Um, so that's just that kind of energy. And we've got, you know, finally... It, it's just before Mars moves into its own sign in in Scorpio too. You know, that's happening next week. So it's like that kind of energy of like, I'm almost there. I'm almost in my own territory. And (laughs) it's going to be downhill and the rest of it up till now. That's such a beautiful analogy leash of this actually. Perfect. Yeah. So just take take the slaps on the back, you know, high five people and, and just keep going, you know, listen to the the compliments, listen to the encouragement. It's true. It's real. It's for you. So that would be what I would say. That's fantastic. So that brings us to the end of this week's show. I think we did. I think so. Great job, ladies. What do you want to share with our audience? Um, of course, we do have five tickets left for our event in January mm-hmm. in Brisbane. So we'll have a link in the show notes below. Um, but what do you, what do each of you have going on? Oh, I do have something. I've got to remember what it is. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll sp- Yep, talking about Sagittarius, all things Sag, we've got uh, my next new moon gathering, which will oh, be good. for the new moon mm. in Sag. So that'll be one of, that will be the last squeeze of Jupe Juice, I think. So um, come uh-huh, along, uh-huh. join in to set, know how to set intentions and specific to your chart. So we will be going through all the houses and which area this will light up for you. So fantastic. Yes, what about you, girls? Yeah. Now, remember what I had now, and it's my Jupiter and Capricorn webinar on the 28th here in Oz and the 27th in the US. So all of the deets are there on my events tab on my website. Fantastic. And I've got my next um, online class, which is called Benefits and Blessings, How to Find Hope, Happiness and Fulfillment with Your Planets, which is totally inspired by all the Venus and Jupiter in Sag stuff. Um, that's nice. not necessarily, and we are actually going to look at Venus and Jupiter in your chart, not by transit, but in your natal chart. So that course actually starts, it'll be uh, this Monday, November 11th, and we'll put the link to sign up in the show notes if that's of interest to you. So that's everything. That's Thanks it. for listening, cool. everyone. Do take Thanks, a moment everyone. to subscribe, um, you know, whether you're listening via YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes or somewhere else. That way you'll get all of our updates, including our bonus episode. And we'll be back with more insights next week. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, gals. Bye. Bye.